and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And today is one of those days where we really need to catch up on things, mm-hmm. but we also know that the moment that this goes out, they're like, <laughs> something else is gonna happen. I know. And we'll continue to be behind forever. But really, truly, the answer is that our 100th episode is next week, and we have to, like, get that together. So, well, we have, like, some some ideas in the works for our 100th episode, and... So that's like one reason that we're choosing to do the episode that we're choosing to do. But the other reason is that because January was such a spectacular K-pop month for us in the sense that we had 17 and the 17 week uh, concert one weekend and then one weekend off and then Super M concert the next. We had at the beginning of January like planned out our month and like we'll record all at once and like yeah, like this purposefully and- stacked like okay, we've got 17 and then we'll have a game and then we'll have Super M and then but then January a start we like made that plan and we recorded our episodes and we got our shit together and then the K-pop world said ha ha fuck you <laughs> we and have so much to say the biggest fucking bombshells of news on us and we didn't have an opportunity to talk about any of it so today we are just going to sort of catch up we're just taking a breather taking a moment knowing fully that we won't actually be caught up because we will no, never we'll be truly be caught up on this <clears throat> podcast. Yeah. We just won't. It's fine. That's the nature <laughs> of recording on Sundays. <laughs> like, it's just what we've signed up for. The news for. truly, truly does so often drop the moment we walk out of this building. And the news that we're going to start with today, that it was that was the exact case. It was like, yeah. I got home from recording. The, like, pings started coming in on Twitter. And it was like... How just been here in a way that is almost like too. It's like kismet that like we just fucking miss it. It's the way that I've just missed Chanyeol like four different times in my life. Like it's just fate fucking with us. But whatever. So we're we're going down a list of some pertinent news stories. And do you just want to dive right in and jump in? Yeah, I think we have to jump jump right in. So the first bit of news that, again, happened like the second we were done recording our like non-concert January episodes Mm -hmm. is the news that one, Kim Jong-day, a.k.a. Chen, a.k.a. Kim Jong-bae is um, is a daddy. And a and a fiance. Yes. So our my sweet Kim Jong Bae came out and he wrote a handwritten letter that SM posted themselves, announcing to the world that he and his long term girlfriend, a an unnamed non celebrity, whom I have like purposefully not looked into at all because like whatever, live your life, girl. He she has been, according to XOLs, he and this girl have been together for about four years, but that is unconfirmed. Um, So Chen announced in a handwritten letter that he and his long-term girlfriend, whom he had already been planning to propose to, uh, discovered that they were pregnant. And so uh, he they decided to get married sooner than they had originally planned. Um, And so he's telling you now is telling you now before it's too late um, to let you know beforehand and not after the fact. So instead of coming out and being like, hey, by the way, I'm married and I have a kid. He is letting us know now so that we can be a part of that exciting process um except we won't be no we won't because he's one of the most uh private exos that true like we ain't seeing this kid 
I hope we're all prepared that we are never going to see this kid because he doesn't, he doesn't Instagram. He doesn't yeah, do he that Yeah, he doesn't stuff. do, well, he certainly doesn't do social media. I would be intrigued to see if he does some kind of like house husband style show. something like that. Because he yeah. has gone on Superman before. Um, but I, I don't, I truly yeah, I don't, know. don't know. I think that Jong Dae is a bit unpredictable in that sense of like what he chooses to participate in. Um because obviously this was very shocking news and like it's so I still don't really not that I don't believe it but it still just feels so wild every time I see his face I like remember and I can't believe it again I know there was honestly a point because so for the Super M concert I wore my CBX sweatshirt which we were originally originally like obviously Bakyan is in both CBX and Super M so it was like a Bakyan yeah, because the whole point of shirt. Super M stuff is like being multi-fandom. And right. Like, well, let's do it. But when I told you, when I was like, oh, when I was talking to you about it and we were like, maybe I should wear my CBX sweatshirt, you said, oh, that would be perfect because then it's also for Chen and you're like supporting our sweet new baby daddy Chen. And I was like, yes, I'm so, I'm so into this idea. Like CBX is what got me into, CBX and Jong Day specifically is what got me into EXO in the first place. Right. And so that. And to have like my OG exo bias come out and say, not only am I getting married and I like want to share that fact with you, but also I'm going to be a dad. I was just like totally mind blown. And there was a point in the Super M concert where I was like watching Beckyon. I think this was like around the time when Beckyon and Timmy like standing together, right. like overwhelmed me. And I had a moment where I was just like, Beckyon's going to be an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I you know. know what I mean? I just like, oh my God. I just like have these moments where, and then we got home and we were watching that gorgeous video of Beckyan and Chen singing on Immortal Songs. And I just thought like, oh my God, he probably sings to his fiance's belly every day. And that sweet baby is going to have so many exo uncles. And Kai always posts videos with his little niece and nephew. He just like loves kids. Ah, the baby. It's so exciting. The baby. A baby. I'm so excited that it's a baby. It's so exciting. It's a baby. But also, like with all things, I know people had to try to ruin it. <laughs> but I yeah. think overall they've been mostly unsuccessful, <laughs> which is fun. Yeah. Um, but as with all things, as we've talked about in many a dating scandal, that the moment that this dropped, all of his saucings suddenly come running with like what they believe to be receipts of how he's a bad person, but it just makes them look so insane. So there crazy. was this one girl who like listed a bunch of stuff that he had bought in the last six months. Like he bought a new bed for his fiance and he bought a coffee maker. And remember when somebody gave Chanyol a humidifier, like he gave it to Chen and it was like, you shouldn't fucking know this stuff. Like that doesn't make me feel bad for him. Like it just makes me feel bad for him that like people like you are watching his every move. Yeah. But they were like trying to be like, look, he spends his money that we give him on his baby mama and it's like good I'm glad he does that yeah like first of all I'm <laughs> glad that he's spent because he has a lot of money to spend so I'm glad he's spending it on his baby mama a b you should definitely not be like digging through his trash for literal receipts yes <laughs> that's not what we mean when we say show us the receipts someone took that a little bit too literally um and I just yeah there was just so much 
bullshit that this stirred up as of course it was want to do like I mean it was inevitable that we that brought people up before lose their minds. We've brought up before that episode, that famous episode of JYP's party people. Yes. Where the XOLs like start booing and hissing and screaming at XO and JYP's like, wouldn't it be cool if they like got married and became dads? And, and everyone these grown women are like, No, fuck you. Grown ass 20-something, 30-something. Beautiful coats. Like not teenagers. Women. Like not women. teenagers. Adult women in gorgeous colored peacoats. Outfits. Looking good. Looking good. Screaming at other men. Booing. No, boo. Literally booing the idea of men who are younger than them dating someone until they're 80 years old. They The boos kept up until, until JYP, JYP was literally 80. like, how about 80? Like, what if when they're 80 years old? And there were still some people booing in the audience. And that, and like, We've obviously talked about Sauce things before. We've talked about how, like, shitty some fans can be and how, like, possessive and toxic some aspects of the fandom culture can be in K-pop. And, like, unfortunately, many KXOLs, like, are a, are the epitome of that. And, like, it's one of the reasons that you and I, like, didn't get into EXO in the first place. Right. Is because there were so many just, like, mean XOLs mean not mean I mean mean to each other mean to international fans but mean, mean to, to the members they're mean to mean EXO. to EXO and that is something that I just can't get on board with like I don't care who you love in the group like it is illogical to be actively disdainful and rude and like tear down the group as a whole. It just seems counterproductive because if you truly love this member, then that means in some way, shape or form, you love the music that they produce as a group. Yeah. And so if you go out of your way to tear down the group, you're threatening yourself with the loss of your favorite member. So what are you doing? I don't know. I think it's impossible to try to understand them because I've seen over and over and over again in all these years of K-pop that like, those type of fans will <laughs> literally find any reason that they need to if they feel that you have wronged them. Like, they'll they'll find mm -hmm. something. And they did. They did that with this because, of course, like, everyone was loud and loud about it online. And, like, there were trending hashtags on Twitter in order to try and get Jongdae to get be kicked out of the group. Um, I know that the, license, the Listen app um, is, like, more used than Twitter in some like cases. Like the, the fan cafe. The, yeah, app, the yeah. fan cafe. And so they were, like, trying to trend. And they did succeed in trending certain, like, hashtags or whatever about getting him out. To the point where there was eventually planned a protest. Yes. So the, the wildest thing about most of this was that the demands of these angered fans was like they wanted to hear it from Chen himself. They wanted to hear it from SM themselves. They were just like demanding statements. But statements had already been made. Yeah, he may he wrote a letter. He wrote the letter that SM posted. So, like, the company posted the artist's words. Yeah, he doesn't what have more an Instagram. Do you he didn't, want? like, do this himself. He's And what do you expect him to do? Go on a V Live? 
like with his pregnant fiance. That's he doesn't doesn't even have an Instagram, y'all. He's not going to do that. But anyway, they were just like screaming themselves hoarse, demanding these statements and decided to plan a protest in front of the SM building to demand something and like nine people showed up and they literally sat there in the rain Mm -hmm. and no one paid them any goddamn mind except for a few shady ass people (laughs) that I appreciated who literally filmed them while laughing in their rain soaked faces and then posted it onto Twitter. Yeah. They had Um, like a big pile of all their like albums torn up and then they were just sitting there all sad with their little signs. And I guess the reporter who showed up was like, this is a joke. And he left really quickly. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even newsworthy because but it was, that's how yes, few people were there. Because on like the very same day at another company, there was a staged protest about X1, about people oh. wanting answers for X1. And there were hundreds of them sitting with the signs over their faces in their black hoodies. And like, that mm-hmm. looks like something. But yeah. like seven people with a sign, it just looks sad. It just looks, it just sad. looks sad. Yeah. Especially because it was pouring rain and they were like (laughs) sitting in their black hoodies soaking wet. It was just like, this is pathetic. But like SM after that released an SM station with Chen and Dynamic Duo. Like I think their, their position about this is pretty clear. And I also think that everybody needs to just like take a lot of deep breaths when it comes to EXO because like they are going to the military now. They are slowing down like the Mm -hmm. EXO that you knew a few years ago, like is probably never going to exist again. And I feel like everyone just needs to like start to calm down because I feel like they get so like uh, one of their things is they're like, "Eh, if Chen is a dad, then everyone's going to make fun of us for being a dad group. And I was like, when do you think they're going to promote as a group anytime soon in the first place? Like, I don't know. Everything is Uh, changing. They haven't promoted as an entire group since Lotto. uh, First of all. Exactly. (laughs) But so like the XO that you like, quote unquote, know and love hasn't existed for several years anyway um but yeah I just think it's something where like right now we're in a period where the first few members of EXO are in the military and obviously that's going to continue so we're like at the point in their career that Super Junior was at a few years ago and it's just a fact of life that people need it's just like a pill you need to swallow that post-military things change and like people grow up and obviously I think that if not all members of EXO can like I think some members of EXO might decide to like not continue on after they're done with Mm -hmm. their military service we'll see what really comes what comes to play but it's like the point is that anything can happen anything could happen but EXO in some way shape or form will continue to be and as we've seen from both TVXQ and Super Junior post-military groups are girl good to go so I don't think that we like even though the shape and face of EXO may slightly change in the next coming years, EXO will still be around and they'll still make the great slutty poppy music yeah. that you love. And like nothing about He Chen didn't is marry you. Get over it. He didn't marry you. He was never gonna marry you. And now he's marrying the love of his life and having a sweet baby Chen. And I'm so I think that's great and so excited. And like just bringing it like 
just back to like positive fangirl stuff because I don't care about haters any like uh, they don't need any more of my attention. But like, I think if I were if you were to ask me before this happened, like seriously, like who do you think is the first? member of EXO that like would have a family or something like everybody jokes about like Schumann, Schumann having and a secret family but I think I probably honestly might have guessed Chen because it's like been a known fact in the fandom for a very long time that like he usually has a non like that he has had more than one yeah. non-famous girlfriend mm-hmm. so like and that he's a long-term relationship kind yeah. of guy like it is known in the fandom at least two of his relationships and they were several like years long-term long. non-famous girls and the other thing that I've always thought was like funny and this is just like a fun proof of it is that like in the EXO fan fiction universe, which of course is, you know, very vast and there are people who write EXO and they're wolves or whatever, but nobody has ever written Chen as gay. Like, he is straight. Like, all the EXO, like, the whole fandom was like, Chen is straight. Oh my god, you're so right. right. (laughs) Then You're so right. And that's not true of every member. Like, that's definitely not true of every member. There are a lot of members that, like, have a whole variety of, like, rainbow colored uh, fan fiction about them but Chen, Chen is, is always not, just like the straight he's friend always in every the straight fan one. fiction he's always a straight one and <laughs> oftentimes if he, I'm exposing myself a little bit but oftentimes if he's just a side character in the fan fiction he is in a long term relationship yeah he's the roommate he's, with yeah, the girlfriend he's the who's roommate with the girlfriend you. yeah 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 or who's there to give the other exo the like your relationship name, or, advice yes to give the other exo relationship advice about his relationship with, with your, your name, name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway point is is that I'm really I'm really really happy for Chen I, I'm so excited I want to believe because I think the kind of person like of the kind of person that he is like showed us he is I don't think that he will pull a Sungmin and hide I don't think he will I just either. don't think he would I think he likes singing way too much and he like knows that he's talented and he knows in his heart that he hasn't done anything wrong so I want to yeah. think that he's the kind of person that's just gonna carry on the fact that they put that SM station out to me is a huge flag of like this is go it's gonna be fine that's exactly what I was just gonna say is like they've already released music um since this he's already released music since the announcement so he didn't even bother to be like oh should I maybe gonna, take a moment and I'm going no. to remove myself I'm going and reflect, to reflect about like no stuff. he was like this is happening and also if you don't like it fuck you because here's some more music by me right um, and I think that because of because the only thing that he really does outside of EXO is music related. Like he sings OSTs and he puts out. Yeah, such but he doesn't try palette. to be an actor or he model. He doesn't try or to be an actor or anything. But he has a really solid fan base outside of the XOLs. True. Like moms. Yes, love we were talking about all the grandmas him. that probably like absolutely all, blast his yes. album in their store every day. Exactly. And they don't give a fuck if if they. If if somebody told them, like, oh, grandma, did you hear this singer has a wife and a baby? The grandma would be like, isn't that lovely? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Like, Chen has a base outside of the, like, ex- solely XOL, XOL fandom. Because he is such an accomplished singer, solo, and as a as a, a guy who does OSTs, like, he's going to be fine. Even if... 
in like an alternate universe, this stupid boycott was successful and SM was like, okay, maybe you shouldn't be in EXO anymore. He never would have stopped singing. Like no. he definitely would have continued to do solo stuff. He's not quitting EXO anytime soon. I'm just not worried about him. Yeah, I'm choosing not to be worried about it. And I'm just excited for yeah. and happy for him. Mm-hmm. And I do hope that he like becomes Eric uncharacteristically like um, wanting to share and will show us that kid when it gets here because I want to see it. You know what? I truly think that even if he didn't like start an account on his own, that kid is going to be all over Kai's Instagram. I hope so. I really think that he will <laughs> because Kai, Sehun, and Chanyeol, all three of them love social media and Kai in particular loves children. And I think Chanyeol is very competitive and would want the children to love him more than Kai. Mm. They won't, but he will (laughs) want want them too. So I think that he'll, he'll really try. Oh, anyway, I'm very excited. So so that's where we're at with Chen. Okay. Next item on our catch up list. Our next item on our catch up list is a fucking bummer. I hate it. I literally hate it. Okay, so running theme on this podcast, another hashtag. I wouldn't, I was like, I wouldn't put it on merch because it's too sad, but where's Yanon? It's time for another edition of Where's Yanon? Um, okay, so we discussed back when it happened, I think it was on when You Song was here, we like brought, we like talked about it really Yeah, quick. it was near, it was around the, the end of the year episodes, but basically in December, about a month ago, um, or I guess two months ago now, Yena, because as you all know, I have a Weibo and I follow all my fa- all my favorite Chinese idols on there. And Yanan posted a few months ago a letter, just like a little post. It wasn't like a handwritten thing. It was just like a long because Weibo, yeah, because Weibo is like Twitter meets Instagram together. So you can just put like a long a text post, yeah, okay, just yeah. like a long text post. And so he posted um, because it was shortly after the. Uh, Either Pentagon's anniversary or the universe birthday or something. No, it was because Don and Hyanna were in China. Well, yes, but something had recently, has something had happened. And then, yes, yes, that's why he posted it to like get ahead of the news or whatever. But I do think that there, there had been an event like in the not too distant future because he referenced the idea of making the unis sad with his absence. Okay, okay. So there must have been like, so, a un- and if, if I'm right, Unibirthday, thinking about the first troubles, unibirthdays are in like August or September. So like mm. maybe that's it. Yeah. So like obviously like during the birthday celebration for the fandom, like Yanan wasn't a part of it because this whole time Yanan has been ever since 205 our, days he has been gone. He has been gone. And that entire time he's been in China. So it's not even that he's just like not there and he's in Korea and he's like literally in the dorm. In the, in the basement or something. He's been fully removed from the group and from the members in China since he went on that CYZJ show, which was over a year ago. Mm -hmm. And so um, he has like just been hanging out by himself and like he still posts for, he posts about Pentagon's activities. He posts when they go on TV shows. He posts when they have anniversaries and birthdays. He's like very supportive of his groups on Weibo. 
But then, after, shortly after the the like birthday party, whatever, Hyojong and Hyana were in China and yes, they and visited some, him. And they visited him. And then some creepy assholes who were following them and shouldn't have been doing so took pictures of them and put them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So then, I think as a measure to try to get out ahead of it, because everything we've been led to believe is that like. Allegedly, it appears that the pentagons are not allowed to talk to Hyojong. It right. seems like that is like it seems like he's that's persona non grata, and they are not exactly. allowed to talk to him and anymore. And it's like part of the I don't know conditions of their new <laughs> whatever. It's lives. what it, I don't know that for it just a fact, is what but it, it is. Seems it that seems way. as though Cube does not allow Pentagon or like strongly frowns upon. Pentagon maintaining relationships with Hyojong. And so when these pictures were taken, I, our theory is that Yanan maybe foresaw that some people could be upset that he would still be willing to be seen with that quote-unquote traitor. I think there were a few, like just a few rumblings on fan cafes of like, A, he doesn't look very sick to me. Yeah. What is he doing? And B, what is he doing with that traitor? Yes. Like people just mm. didn't, they didn't take the pictures very well, I right. guess. Right. So Yanan posted uh, on his Weibo basically saying that not acknowledging that he had seen Hyojong in any way, shape, no. or form. Uh, <laughs> that is purely our own conjecture. But the post itself basically just said, like, hello, universe. I miss you a lot. And I wanted to say this because I know that you guys have been asking where I am. And um, I don't want you to be, like, sad or upset because of my absence. I did take a break from my own health a little while ago. But I have been feeling really well lately and I've been asking Cube when I can come back and Cube has not responded to me. They haven't given me an answer. Um, They're just not replying to me and I've asked several times to rejoin the group and I've told them that I'm ready to rejoin but I'm still waiting to hear back and I just want to let you guys know that like I still like I love Pentagon and I love the universe and I hope that I can be with you soon yes so then in January and Cube did nothing no nobody posted that none of the members acknowledged it no one at Cube acknowledged it literally nothing happened there was also a significant this is a gri- I'm going to have a lot of gripes about this fandom in general. So, like, I sincerely apologize if I'm about to hurt some listeners. But I do not like the way that this was handled. Because after Yanon's letter came out, there was, like, a big conjecture of, like, the big— This is what— <laughs> That's what I fucking hate about social media. But, like, when somebody in a fandom gets thousands of followers mm. and then everybody decides that they are, like, the they arbiter are, uh, of the yeah. opinions. So the big Pentagon accounts, in quotes, were saying, don't tell, don't say anything to Cube about this letter. Don't trend any hashtags. Like, if we call too much attention to this, then people could get in trouble. So, like, let's just pretend that it didn't happen. Ugh, <laughs> in, like, a weird Stockholm syndrome symptom of it. It's like the universe is at, and by the universe, I mean the name of the fandom. fandom. Obviously not like the entire universe. I'm not talking about the mysteries of the world here. (laughs) But I mean, the fandom, the universe, like it honestly seems like they themselves are so traumatized. Yes, we got traumatized by by the Dawn thing. Yeah, so traumatized by what happened to Dawn that they don't 
what they are like constantly walking on eggshells around cube and they don't want to rock the boat in any way, shape or form that may in some way, even the tiniest bit splash negativity upon any of the members of the group as a whole. And therefore they choose to be complacent in everything. But it's such crazy bullshit because if you really like aren't can't you see that that's clearly a bad thing like mm-hmm. if you think that the, that he would be punished for putting this out there isn't that a bad company yeah like don't you want your boys to be treated better don't they deserve a company that's going to support them that's not going to actively ignore them that wouldn't go out of their way to punish them for speaking honestly to their fans yeah. and also What kind of fucking crockery is this, Cube, that one of your idols is reaching out to you saying, hey, I'm ready for work, and you're just ignoring, you're ghosting him? Yeah. You're fucking executives. ghosting him. And that, yeah, that part is very, very, that's, I think that's what I'm the angriest about, is that, like, it is so... It's so disgusting and unfair of them disgu- to like, yeah, disgusting. Take his youth this way, because by like doing this to him, they are just like they're hold. They're just like holding him underground, like with their thumbs. Mm-hmm. Because if they like truly didn't care, because they, it's very obvious that for whatever reason, and the only reasons can seem at this point petty as fuck. Yeah, super petty. They don't want him around. Mm -hmm. But instead of cutting him and letting him loose, because I believe he's very talented. He's a sweet boy. He does need like a little more like work, I guess. Like he's not like a, he doesn't have that like star energy right off He couldn't be like a soloist right now, I think. But I think there are like people in China or like opportunities that like could be coming his way Mm -hmm. if he were just like cut loose. But instead he's a quote unquote member of this Korean group, but he's literally not yeah he's not included in any of it he's not even he's there isn't even an inkling uh, to suggest that there is a ninth member in Pentagon in any of the new comeback teasers there's like eight stars in the sky and all that eight bullshit photo cards and there's no yeah there's no photo card for him there's no group photos there's no mention of him and I mean I there's like so many different tangents and they that also I can go on the other day they put out a video of like a tour diary video about their whole tour that Yanon did not get to go on. Mm-hmm. But Yanon was there when they shot the original images for the jacket, like for the concert, for the poster or whatever. And they literally purposefully cropped all of the videos of that behind the scenes shoot so that he was not shown at all. See, that's so it's shady. Bullshit. It's so shady. Like the company itself is being so, so wrong about all of the way that they're handling so many different aspects of this. Like, I just don't understand why I don't understand why they would treat him this way. Aside from this, like middle school petty bullshit of one during Pentagon maker, they didn't want Don or Yan. They had eliminated both Don and Yana and Shinwan. He like mm. he, he snaked under somehow. Cause I think he's been kept his head down. Yeah. But like, that's the thing is like, they didn't want them in the first yeah. place. And so everything they've done since, then seems to just be like them being like yeah well I didn't want them mm-hmm. like Hyo has a dating scandal cool I never wanted him and then yeah. Yanon gets a little sick 
Oh, Yenan is sick and is actually really good friends with Hyo. Like, mm, yeah, we don't need him to come back. Like he, oh, he went to China to get better. Great. But you know, what's really strange to me is this idea that, I mean, so much of this is strange to me. Like I really, I really, really hate in the depths of my heart. I mean, this is like another part of it, but I really hate in the depths of my heart how none of the members ever talk about him. None of them ever mention him in any way, shape, or form. And I know that there's like arguments to be made about how idols have to be really careful about what they say and blah, blah, blah. But the way that they are just totally silent about every, like even EXO still talks about Lay. They talk about, they like mention, if they're telling stories about the old days, they'll they bring him up. They always talk about They Lei. call him. They called. They call him at the concerts. He flew he came to Korea to Dio's get them go to a military. Like he's as he much as he shows up like, at the CBX uh, uh, concerts in concerts China or whatever. And stuff like it's he's like legally quote unquote not allowed to be with the group because of very complicated like. But they don't. Pre- but they don't pretend he doesn't dead. exist. <laughs> and the way that Pentagon just like pretends they never even knew Yanon doesn't sit right it with does, me. Yeah, I don't it like makes it. me think they're bad friends. And I like, honestly, like I judge them for it. It makes me like negatively view, it negatively impacts the way I view new Pentagon music. And I like never wanted to hold it against them because I know it stems from Cube itself, but it truly does reflect poorly for me on the rest of the members, the way that all of this has, has like panned out. And it leaves me sick to my stomach that someone as sweet and kind and anxious as Yanan would be like treated this way and it also doesn't make sense to me from a business standpoint because as we've discussed before companies invest like choosing to take on a trainee and an idol is an investment of time and money and they have clearly spent thousands of dollars on Yanan and if they didn't want him to be in the group they could be putting him in a bunch of different things like they did with the CYZJ show like put him mm. in a Chinese variety show like get him on different stuff if yeah that's he, another huge difference with the Lei thing and I know it's different because Lei is way more famous right way more famous but his not being an EXO has still meant that he is literally constantly on TV like he is still doing just as much as the EXOs mm-hmm. he didn't like if disappear. not more Yes. Yeah. Arguably, he's More. busier than several. <laughs> sure. He's not busier than Zhang Day. No, he's definitely not. That's what I, I felt. Okay, sorry to bring it back to this, but I felt so bad. There was like a a lay interview going around recently where he's being way too self deprecating. I fucking hate it. But one of the questions was something about like when are you like settle down or whatever, and he was just literally like, I can't keep a girlfriend. Like no one can date me because I won't stop like I'm too busy and I literally refuse to relax and like I'm probably gonna be alone forever and I was like god damn it Leigh you should take some advice from your brothers who clearly have lots of time on their hands oh they got lots of time anyway point is the point is cube sucks and so does pentagon god damn it I'm sorry to say it but these are my thoughts right now so this is I wanted to take this opportunity to just like try to like talk through a thing that I've been seeing a lot of discourse about on the timeline about this very issue um just to like wrap it up, we were given a statement by Cube Entertainment last night that basically said, "Sorry, I hope I know you guys really wanted a full member comeback for the first album, but Yanan's not going to be there. Sorry, literally no other explanation. Like they just straight up said he's not going to be there. They waited till it was all announced and everybody knew. So fuck them. But 
this whole idea of like true fandom, quote unquote, quote unquote, true fandom and that no true Scotsman argument or whatever. Like I'm very, very tired of people telling other people how to feel about this stuff because we talk about like the whole point of the show. You all know, like we all feel very strongly about our K-pop in many different ways. And so when something like this happens, I think it's 100% fair to say, I'm going to take a step back now. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this. And there have been so many people, again, in this universe fandom being like, if you unstand Pentagon over this, then you never cared about them. And like... Um, how dare you? Like, you don't get to fucking say shit like that to people. Because, like, I I love Shiny more than anything in the world. And, like, we went through one of the hardest fucking things mm-hmm. that anyone ever has. And if there are people, and I know there are, people in this world who are like, I can't listen to Shiny anymore. Like, too, it hurts too much. I would never tell them that they're not a real fan, like, and that they never mm-hmm. were. Absolutely <gasps> not. Absolutely Why would you not. ever say that to someone? So, like... You know what? I just like want to say that like we're all just here for the for the K-pop and you feel really deeply about things and if like something hurts you or if you just like don't like a group's music anymore, yeah. you don't have to keep liking them. It's okay. Exactly. Like this K-pop is not a it's not a consistent beast, you know? Like nothing in this world is. Like things go through cycles and changes and they grow and they evolve and they try different things and they go in different directions and K-pop, I think that's what makes it beautiful. But if sometimes like certain waves of it aren't to your taste or something happens and it rubs you the wrong way, like this happens all the time where, you know, a a group will put out an album that wasn't your taste and you're like, ooh, maybe I don't like GOT7 anymore. Like, I don't know. They're really (laughs) noisy now. And then they come back out with pastel boyfriends and you're like, just kidding. I love you, JB. This is all. Yes, these are all true. This is autobiographical to me. Um, (laughs) uh, But then other things happen, you know, and like idols say make a comment. Comment and you're like, ooh, I don't like the way that that came off. Like, maybe you're not my favorite anymore. And like this kind of thing where like, look, I'm not going to deny that the original Pentagon, like OT10 music is phenomenal. And I absolutely, I like really liked Humph and like a lot of the other stuff they came out with, even with just eight people. And I, you guys know, I, I like adore Hui. I think he's a musical genius and I could listen to his voice all day, but so much of this has rubbed me in the wrong way that like I just I can't help the way that I feel and no one should feel bad about no one should be made to feel guilty about Stepping the reactions that you may like, have whatever. like if something rubs you the wrong way and it makes you feel bad badly like you don't need to keep that negativity in your life and you're well within your rights to step back and that doesn't make you any less of a fan It just doesn't make you any less of a fan. It doesn't make you any less of an authentic person. It doesn't mean that you have, that your voice or your opinion is less important. And I just think it's really, it can get really toxic and negative the way that some people just like, I don't know, like you're canceled as a fan. Like you said that one thing that one time, like you don't really love them. Yeah. You don't get to decide how people love things. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think for me, I've like, I'm I mean, you're um, the one who, like, you fell so hard so fast for Pentagon. 
I think that's where I'm struggling right now. And we'll talk about it. Like the next thing on our list or coming up on our list is like a nice thing about like groups that have been catching our eye lately. But like, I have to be like very, very honest in that I feel like my K-pop heart is kind of closed at the moment. Mm. I've been watching, you know this, I've been watching a lot of like old shiny concerts lately and just kind of trying to live in like another time where things where I understood how I felt about things. I don't where know if things that sounds were a little bit simpler. Yeah, I don't know if that sounds too dramatic, but like at the moment, like with this Pentagon thing where Pentagon was a group where like I did, I feel so hard, so fast. I loved them so much. And the rug just got like pulled out from under me in this like crazy way. And I tried really hard to like scramble and recover, like because I love Hyo so much, but I know that I know that he is fine. Mm-hmm. He is rich and he is loved and he is fine. So I don't mm. have to worry about it. But then this yen on element, like it like kicked me too much farther down that like I totally. don't know if I'll ever be able to recover. And like I'm gonna keep carrying my OT10 Pentagon bag because like that I love that Pentagon and like mm-hmm. those feelings were real. But like at this present moment, I think I have to like step away. Mm-hmm. And then like with Monstax, like Juhan is in like a really bad place right now. And like Shonu looks really skinny. And like I'm worried about Monsta X mm-hmm. in a way that like doesn't feel good. Yeah. So I think I'm just like feeling kind of generally like closed off to like anything new because all the things that I have are like causing me pain. Aww. I know that sounds bad. And like I'm going to be I'm okay so and it's going to be fine. But like I think I just got to be honest with myself. And like that's where I'm at right now. Sure. That's fair. So, yeah, I just want to take care of yourself. So we just had to have we had to have our minute, like, because we have to stay up on our on where is on where is Yenon. And I know. that's where we're at. And with just where like Yenon looking is. at my I'm still holding my Super M 10 fan <laughs> and I'm just like looking at his face and trying to find comfort in it because this whole Yenon situation like really, really upsets me. I got so attached to Yenon in watching that show. Yeah. And I just like. Uh, I don't know. I just want better for him. I just want better for him. And I don't, I don't trust K-pop companies and I never have, and I never will. And I particularly (laughs) don't trust Cube for a variety of reasons. They've let us down in a lot of different ways and like in and out of Pentagon. And I don't know. It's just like the whole thing really bums me out. And I'm just like, really, my heart is really sad for you. And right now, you guys, mine is too. So, (sighs) Our hearts are sad, but I want to move on to another thing that, like, just try to, try to, will it be, can I bring the mood back up? You can try. (laughs) Oh, God. You can certainly try. I don't know if I should have saved that for the end. (laughs) Okay. No, it's it's bad to end on a bummer note. It's better to do it at the beginning. So, this next bit of news is something I am jumping out of my skin excited about. Um, so, Jessica, former member of Girls' Generation, unceremoniously removed from Girls' Generation in, yes. a, scu- in a scuffle scandal that no one has ever known the truth of before. She got a book deal for a YA novel. Which stands for Young Adult. Yes, and the book is going to come out... In October, so we have to wait a while. But when this book is out, I fully intend, fully intend. Yes. Ask me about K-pop book club. We're all we're reading all this reading thing this together. Book 
we're all reading this book, y'all. Um, would you like me? Did you? You said you want me, me you to do a dramatic reading. Read of the, excerpt, the excerpt because this is a young adult novel, right? So that means that it's for like teenagers, mm-hmm. um, which is great. It's my favorite genre. Um, <laughs> could you tell by my love of K-pop <laughs> that I would love yeah YA novels? Um, and but it's not a dystopian novel like you might no. expect with young adult. What is the general premise? It's going to be a two book deal. About a girl named Rachel, an American girl named Rachel who debuts in a nine-member girl group. Well, gosh, that sounds so, so familiar. In fact, I think that sounds quite a bit like Jessica's story herself. Could this perhaps be a fictional autobiographical novel? I sure hope it is. Uh, Okay, so here we go. Here is the published excerpt that we have so far from Shine by Jessica Jung. Head up. Legs crossed, tummy tucked, shoulders back. Smile like the whole world is your best friend. I repeat the mantras in my head as the camera pans across my face. The corners of my lips turn up in a perfectly sweet, don't you want to tell me all your secrets, pink lip gloss smile. But you probably shouldn't. You know how they say, if three can keep a secret, if two of them are dead? Well, that couldn't be truer in my world, where everyone is always watching, and your secrets can actually kill you. Or at least... They can kill your chance to shine. You girls must be thrilled. The interviewer is a middle-aged man with oily, slick back hair and fair skin. He might have been handsome if his garish hot pink satin tie and red shirt combo weren't so distracting. He leans forward eagerly, his eyes gleaming at the nine girls seated before him, a sea of perfectly tousled beach waves and unblemished faces glowing from years of skin-brightening face masks choreographed down to the angle of our sleekly crossed legs and descending order of our pastel rainbow-hued stilettos. Hitting number one at the music shows with your debut music video, no less. You're one chart away from an all-kill. How do you feel? We couldn't be more excited, Mina jumps in an eagerly flashing her perfect teeth and beaming smile. My face muscles ache as I stretch to match her. It's a dream come true, Yunji agrees before loudly popping her gum and blowing a huge strawberry-scented bubble. We're so grateful for the opportunity to do this together, Lizzie chimes in, her eyes practically glowing under the layers of silvery eyeshadow. The interviewer's eyes light up and he leans in, conspiratorially. So... You all get along? I mean, nine incredibly beautiful girls in one group. That can't always be easy. Sumin gives a soft, effortless laugh, pursing her perfectly lined, bright red lips. Nothing is always easy, she says, but we're family, and family comes first. She links arms with Lizzie. We belong together. The interview flutters his hand over his heart. Just precious. And what do you love working about working together? His eyes travel slowly over the group, finally landing on me. Rachel? Ooh! And that's it. That's what we have. Ah! Sipping on my tea! I'm so fucking excited about this. I totally... I, A, understand the Soshis that are, like, concerned about this worried that people are going to 
obviously be like taking every character and trying to like line them up to real people and disparaging people about things they don't really know are true or fiction or whatever. Right. I don't give a fuck if even 10% of it is true. I'm, this is what I've been waiting for. I told somebody this recently that like the thing that is missing from K-pop because it is such a short, lived You've industry said this on the podcast. I said it on the show is that nobody's written tell all novels yeah. about anything yet mm-hmm. and it's what I live for like so many weird like here we have like all these random ass stories of like crazy shit that happened in yeah. the 50s that like no one knew was going on and the movie stars had all their business and like oh I want that k-pop gossip so bad yeah yeah oh, I want it plus I like live for mediocre writing. Yes. I just that, like, wasn't that I really something? absolutely <laughs> adore it. I love an author who uses 20 adjectives in one sentence. I just think it's like awful and hilarious and entertaining. So I'm very excited for that aspect of it. Um, but also just like, <laughs> I don't know so much. I, it's just going to be, it's just, I know that there will be a lot of drama that ensues from it. F- like you said, yeah. from everyone trying to like speak, parse out the truth from the fiction I don't really care about what part of it is true what part of it isn't I'll probably take all of it to be a little bit true yeah Um, I think that's all you can do only because I mean yeah like I honestly think if only because like I don't think that it will be that she'll put as much effort into like fabricating an entire story when she could just like re- literally write from, from experience. Um, I will say I've never ever seen any idol chew gum in an interview before. I so know that, that feels choice, inaccurate. Right? Um, <laughs> but other than that, loved yeah. it. No, so I'm excited. I'm, I'm so I can't wait to read it. this. I can't wait to. It's gonna be. F- I, I'm sorry, Jessica, but it's gonna be garbage. And but I in love the best reading way. garbage. And I can't wait. It's gonna be garbage, darling, darling. Um, okay, so excited for that, everybody. We're gonna get ready for October. <laughs> We're gonna read the shit out of that book. Uh, I can't wait. Um, okay, so this next thing on our list was just something that we thought we should like share with our listeners because whenever we like are discovering new music, can you hear that? Yeah, the 10 fan. <laughs> um, whenever we, like, discover new groups, new music, we, like, feel like we have to share with you Absolutely. guys. Absolutely, share our little journey, our K-pop journey. Um, so I think the first thing we touched on a little bit when we were playing quizzes last week, but I think it's important to, like, really run it down, is indeed after that um, uh, award show performance mm-hmm. of TXT doing Shiny Replay, we decided to give TXT like a fair a fair shake. A fair shake. Absolutely. We sure did. And uh what did we do in order to to what kind of research did we do? For me, I I um I didn't watch all of their music videos, but they have on their pl- on their YouTube channel a playlist of all of their choreography practices. So I watched all of that, and I listened to all of their discography on Spotify, and I watched a few variety things as far as, like, you know, like they went on Vogue to do their, like, playlist of our lives. So I've seen, like, a few little mm-hmm. videos like that. I haven't watched any reality shows of theirs, um, but that's as far as I've gotten. I know all their names. Yeah. I did. I did like a. Oh, I watched an unhelpful guide that yes, you sent me. We, because I did like my music video thing and then I took a page out of the You Song book and I went for like unhelpful guides and mm-hmm. meme videos. Um, because I'm an old and I'm not used to that being a way to get into <laughs> groups, but old. it's not bad. 
Um, so yeah, really? we I almost always watch the guides. I love them. There's not a, like, I think I've said this on the podcast before. Like there, if there's a, the eight meme compilation video, I've You'll seen watch it. it. No, I've seen it already. Like if it exists on YouTube, I already saw it. I've seen all the exo shiny videos. I've seen all the exo funny moment videos. I've seen all the, like I've seen them all. Yeah. Um, but while watching the unhelpful guide, I decided right off the bat, like, Really immediately mm-hmm. that Bumgu is my bias in TXT. Like, it's just a fact. I just decided, like, it's him. But sure. I, the thing that I love so much about them is the thing I haven't felt in so long is that there's only five of them. There's, there's only, only five. five. It, and I feel like I feel very strongly and have a lot of, like, I know, I feel like I know them in a mm. way that I haven't, like, known a group in a while because there aren't. There's just five. There's only five of them, which is really nice. I like it for, I mean, I like it for the choreography purposes, but also just for getting to know you purposes. God, it makes things so much easier when there's only five of them. Yes. Um, But like I had a comp, I had a real like you are my destiny, like shaking heart beating really fast, like moment recently with that very video that you were talking about. The TXT chooses the playlist of their lives. Yeah. I think it's Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue. Or just regular. I don't know. Whoever did it. If you search TXT playlist of playlist of their lives, you'll find it. It'll come up. A bunch of groups have done it. In a wand chooses a wizard kind of way. It really freaked me out because they were like doing, you know, like cutesy pop songs or whatever. And like, oh, they're adorable. And then it was Bumgu's turn. And the song that he picked is Vienna by Billy Joel, which is an 80s Billy Joel song that I was like fully obsessed with in high school to the point that I used some lyrics from the chorus as my senior quote. (laughs) And that's the song that he picked of all the songs of all the songs in the whole world. It just felt like such a moment. I was like literally freaking out. Yeah, that was a that was a hilarious that was a hilarious moment. You like messaged me right away because I sent you the because we had just we were like going. Obviously, we like go back and forth and share things all the time. Um, but you had sent me the Super M version of that video mm. where they choose their playlist of their lives. And Super M, for some reason, had like all of the songs that they had chosen had previously been written out onto these like chalkboard strips that they like magnetized right. and like stuck onto the board or whatever. And they just like Super M, the members just like pretended to be writing it and then put it on the board. But the TXT members were actually writing it down. And their English is great. Their English is actually no, like all so five many, of them. like very complicated adjectives. Like yes. they were putting together, like they were very really eloquent. Sentences. They had complex sentence structure. As an ESL teacher, I was very proud of those boys. They did a great job. One of the hardest things I think when learning another language is being confident enough to describe something, even if you don't know the exact word. You know what I mean? Like to sort of walk around right. the word that you don't know. People are often scared to do that but it's the best way to learn mm-hmm. um and all of those boys did it they were like truly <laughs> i was like surprised because Huning kai is from hawaii and i almost felt like his english was the clumsiest um so that was very impressive and fun to watch but i had sent it to you because i was like how come txt has to write their own messages with super m's were pre-written right. and you were like freaking out like oh my god this is my senior quote i couldn't believe it it was so so funny it was really exciting but i 
I started to get into TXT. I do, as I mentioned before, like I really love their choreography. Their choreography is like mesmerizing to watch. And I think each one of them is very charming. Um, I would say immediately after watching some of the unhelpful guides, Yeonjun is my favorite. He's the one that I found myself most often watching in the choreography practices and his personality like sort of is the one that like jumped out to me the most. Bucket hat wearer. <laughs> Sorry, just had to throw that in there too. Because like when she said, like when we were going back and forth at first, you were like, I don't know, maybe like I'm leaning in a Yeonjun way. And like at that moment I had started a dance practice where he was wearing a bucket hat and I was like, done. We've got it. We got the one. Uh... <laughs> I don't choose them because of the bucket hat, I swear. I know. <laughs> I know. Anyway, um, I will admit, however, as charming as I find them and as delightful and impressive and like truly wonderful as I think their choreography is, I do have a little bit of a hesitation in jumping fully into the TXT fandom because they do use a lot of auto-tune in their music. Mm. And that is a big turnoff to me. Um, I will say, like, I I don't hate the way they use the auto-tune in the sense that all five of them are, because they're like, an interesting concept of TXT is that they have rotating positions in their group. Yeah. So each member is at a different point in a different song. Like all of them are the lead dancer. All of them are the lead singer. All of them are the lead rapper. Like they all get a chance to do all of, to do everything, mm -hmm. which means that each one of them is an incredible vocalist. So on the one hand, they don't need the auto tune in my opinion, because mm -hmm. they are all excellent singers. And I don't like auto tune for aesthetic purposes is not my aesthetic, sure. but also I, on like the opposite side of the coin, I think the auto tune works for them in a way that it doesn't work for a lot of groups because they are all excellent singers right. and like auto tune is for people who are already good singers. Yes. So like enhancement. Yeah, exactly. It's just like an enhancement to it or whatever. And so I think that there's some some songs of theirs where it really bothers me. Um, and I totally some songs agree. where I don't I don't mind it. But that has been the one hesitation for me in getting in like really diving in. And as I was hesitating to jump fully into TX, I, I I feel like this is the best metaphor. This is the best way I can describe it. I was like Standing on the edge of the pool, uh -huh. debating whether or not to jump into TXT. And as I was standing by the pool, someone took a bucket of only one of and dumped it over <laughs> my head. Okay. So I got fully soaked. But you weren't in the TXT pool. <laughs> but I wasn't in the TXT pool and I didn't see it coming. And like now I'm just standing here in shock, soaking wet. <laughs> so in case you missed the group in there. A group called Only One Of. All, one, all word. one Word. They're very new. They're from a very small company. Called Prism? No, that's wrong. RSVP and 8 Oh, creative. RSVP. That's right. RSVP. Um, they're also... So RSVP is a subsidiary of a larger company called 8D Creative. And uh, the group Only One Of. They're boys, by the way. We like didn't describe them at all. 
Or were you about no, to? No, I was. I, yeah, I was just about to. Because all I said was they dumped a bucket of water over me. Um, we should have known. Obviously, but. they're boys. You know who I am. Um, but yeah, they're a seven-member boy group. They are the only group. Only, only one of. Only group. Yeah, only one of. They are the only group uh, that this label manages. Um, they've come out with... One mini EP and three singles. Um, Each one of the singles has like one or two songs on it. So they only have about 12 songs in their entire discography. But I will say like here and now on the record, I recommend all of it. Like Mm. I, I, it didn't take me long to get to become a fan of this group. And so I quickly bought all of their discography after like quickly listening through it on Spotify. I decided like, yeah, this is something I can get behind. I described it to you as though if So and Gook had made an entire album of Bebe. Yeah. That's what only one I of love discography that description is. So much. It because their music is sexy, it's funky, it's got great bass licks in it, it's got RB harmonies. The choreo is gorgeous. Great. Gorgeous. And I can just like I can get down with a sexy group. I can get down with it. It's like a sexy group with RB harmonies, excellent vocals, and beautiful dancing. Oh! Yeah, it's all you need. This was this was made for me. It was made for me. Um, so yeah, I originally found them because I was um, one of my like most recent non-K-pop obsessions is a Spanish singer named Rosalia who is incredible, and they did a cover dance of her song Malmente, and so I watched that and I was like, wow, this is amazing because not only do they like use some of the moves that she does in her music video, but they also learned the lyrics to the song so yeah, they're they like lip, lip syncing really good. they lip sync them really really well and the song is all in Spanish so like that tugs at my heart um but so I watched that and I was like oh I'm into this there's a long-haired blonde one with a ponytail that is catching my eye over here who is this and uh, a listener tweeted at us like all these different recommendations so it didn't take long for me to fall down into their choreography video YouTube, especially because they are so brand spanking new. They just debuted in 2019. Um, that there's not that much for yeah. me to have fallen down into. Um, so I quickly consumed all of it and like here I am. I'm, I'm I don't think that only one of has a fan name yet. Um, but I'm one of them. Well I'm one of them now. That's great. I'm really glad that you're, you know, you said you said something maybe at the end of the year that like you can handle like a new group One a year new or group a year. And although at the beginning of the year I thought my new group was going to be TXT, I, it may end up being only one of. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, all right. Um, okay, let's, before we go play a random game, let's check the voicemail. Hey guys, it's Slowpoke Megan again. Um, okay, so I was wondering if you guys could shout this out on the podcast. NCT 127 is coming to the Houston Rodeo on March 10th. This is a momentous and historical occasion, and tickets start at, you're not going to believe this, tickets start at $20. When I went to go buy a ticket, literally with the fees, I think it was $25. That is the cheapest ticket I've ever seen for any K-pop event ever. 
Um, so yeah, that's once again, NCT 127 is coming to the Houston Rodeo on March 10th, and the tickets start at $20. Let's try and pack the house, whether or not you're an NCT fan or not. Even if you just like K-pop and you live in the Houston area or even just Texas and don't mind making a drive, I think that it would be really, really cool if we just packed the house and showed Houston and, in a much bigger level, Texas, how much we love K-pop. Anyway, guys, uh, I really would appreciate it if you would shout this out on the podcast to give people enough time to plan and to prepare. But if not, I understand that as well. Um, to all my netizens out there, or, uh, wait, what are we called? Uh, I don't remember how to pronounce our fandom name. <laughs> uh, I hope to see you guys at the concert, and I bet we're going to have a lot of fun together. All right. Bye. And citizens. Yes, it's and citizens. And citizens. Well, Megan, that was one of the best, like, recorded PSAs, like, Good for you, girl. You have such a good, like, yeah, reading copy voice. Great job. Good radio personality. Great little snippet. Um, we we know that we I don't want you to I don't want you guys to think that, like, we're playing favorites by have, that's like the third voicemail from she Megan that we played. But first of all, she just calls a lot. No shade. Like, love it. Thank you, Megan, for calling us every day. Um, but she doesn't actually call every day. That's an exaggeration. Yeah, I don't want to make her look crazy. But, but no, no, no. I just she just uh, she does call often. But. I we specifically chose to play this one because Shannon and I grew up in Texas and I personally the rodeo oh man the rodeo guys, is so important to the me the rodeo is so I grew up every year we would go to the rodeo we would go to the state fair and it was the best fucking day I love the rodeo I still go to the LA County Fair every year because yeah. it gets that Texas rodeo vibe for me but nothing compares to a rodeo you guys and I swear to God the fact that NCT 127 is going to the radio I want to, to go. the rodeo that's so cool I want to go that's so cool. If I still lived in Texas, I would be there in oh, a heartbeat. So I don't even really love I don't NCT's like music, <laughs> and I certainly don't like Houston, but I would fucking go for that. 20 bucks a ticket? Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's and a if, steal. And if I'm, if I'm correct, and I'm assuming that I am, because the Austin Radio that I also went to every year, like... Because of these free concert tickets. And I saw like Carrie Underwood and Miranda Lambert. Oh, yeah. and like I saw so many people. And so the deal with a rodeo ticket is you buy your rodeo ticket and then you get to actually watch the rodeo. Like the bull yes. riding, calf roping part. And then they'll like wheel a stage out onto the dirt. And NCT is like, that's fucking cool. I want to go. I was literally just going to say <laughs> the fact that NCT 127 is going to be performing in the same arena as like children roping calves and grown men on bucking broncos like that that is a, some yeehaw shit right girl <laughs> that is truly like a meshing of worlds i never thought would happen yeah. and it is making my texas heart grow to be texas sized because i i can't believe that they're gonna go to the rodeo so if y'all live in texas you Go on down to the rodeo, you girls and guys. Please. Get on down there, cowpokes. Please. Show NCT7 that they NTC. got some. NTC. NTC. Wait, what am I saying? NTC. I bet you. You know what? You just show those boys that they got some in citizens in the audience. I bet you a million dollars that the like rodeo announcer is going to be like, 
Oh, wow. Hold on, y'all. It's TCN. TCN721. TCN27. Ready, ready to yeehaw. Put your Put your cowboy hats in the air, y'all. Show them a warm Texas welcome. I want it. Yeehaw! I want it. All right. I want NCTs participating in the lasso. Yes. I want them to try to lasso a Do the part a where the kids, post. the mutton busting, where they put That's the little kids about. on the sheep. No, when they, they put, put the little, the little kids, kids on the sheep. On the sheep. <laughs> it's so cute. Ah, I, love I love the, the rodeo. rodeo. All right. Next call. <laughs> Hi, my name is Joanna. I've been listening to your podcast since it started, and I just want to say I love it. I have no one to talk to about K-pop in my actual life, so this has just been a wonderful, wonderful outlet for me, and I very much appreciate what you two do. Um, But I just heard your last episode, and you were talking about Red Velvet's Psycho, and that um, and you're like, oh, well, it reminds me of another song. And I had that exact same feeling. And then <laughs> I scoured my iTunes, and I finally, finally think I have come across what it sounds like. I think it sounds like Kelly Clarkson's The Trouble with Love from the Love Actually soundtrack. Like the first four seconds or so of that song reminds me of the first like few seconds of Psycho. So take a listen. Let me know if you feel like, it also, like, you think that it sounds like the same thing, too, or maybe I'm just crazy, but that's, like, the closest thing that I've come across that sounds like that. So, anyways, thank you. Bye. All right, Joanna. I When I got this voicemail, I, like, remember, because I definitely know that Kelly Clarkson song. Because I definitely know that soundtrack times. very well. And I feel like you could be right. So we've pulled up both, and I want to yeah. see. We're going we're gonna to test your theory right here live on the air. <laughs> All right, so here's the Kelly Clarkson version first. Okay, so that's what Kelly Clarkson Woo! sounds like. It's I love that song. Love that I want to keep playing that. But here's okay, so here's the beginning of Psycho. I think the keys are the same at the very least. But at the, the Psycho is like, cre- it's a creepier take on the like. For sure. Psycho is like obviously creepy. And the, um, I, I really, honestly, we haven't talked about this song, but I really like this <laughs> song a lot. Um, the choreo is like weird. It's weird. I love that little but knee good, move that way. they do. Yeah. In the weird way that I love of, from Red Velvet. Also, Solgi's haircut in this music video is like Kiss Fingers Italian style. So fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that very beginning, right before the beat comes in um, and they start saying Psycho, that totally sound, with the little like riff and yeah 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 yes that part (laughs) sorry i can't i can't do that right now i'm still (laughs) in concert voice um but you could totally go straight into the trouble with love is right from there love can be a 
Yes. 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 Love that. I love it. I I don't know if that's the song I was that thinking I had of in mind when I thought that those song that it reminded me of something. But I do agree that the beginnings of those two songs are very similar. Yeah, I'm still searching for what I am hearing in Psycho, but you are not wrong about this one. Yeah, there's there's, there's another part of Psycho though where the like something from the chorus mm-hmm. that is reminding me of something else that I can't quite put my finger on. Um, but I, I I liked that song and I like this comparison. Great. Let's check one more voicemail and then we'll play a random game. Woo! Hi, my name's Harley. I'm calling about, well, that's a great way to start off. I had a question about how you feel about songs uh, with multiple language versions. Specifically, do you have a preference based on language or is it case by case? Um, Are there any songs that you like multiple versions of? Because I find uh, whenever I get into the song, in one language, and then I hear it in a different one, it just sounds weird. For example, uh, Big Bang's Bad Boy. I added that to my K-pop playlist this year, and I didn't realize it was the Japanese version. When I went to listen to the Korean version, it just sounded very weird to me. So, yeah, I love the podcast, uh, and keep it up. Thank you. Harley, I have so many thoughts about this. <laughs> this so is the thing I have many it. thoughts about. My first thought, and this is not related to your question in any way, shape, or form, but I just have to say, I love hearing a deep-voiced man talk about K-pop. Man's, Can I just man's say? call us. Because all the, all the people that we talk... No offense, you song, but um, all, all the all the all the people that we really talk about with K-pop, they're mostly women, um, and so it's fun. It's fun it's to nice have a different a different low gravelly voice talking about K-pop. Yes, so <laughs> songs that come out in multiple languages. I think my preference is almost always going to be the Korean version of something, mm-hmm. just because I think that that is what I am used to. A B, especially if it's English, I find I I have never liked an English version of anything ever because I think that the lyric choices are always, I don't know, I don't, I just never really like them enough. And it's weird. False. No. You liked the English version of Love Talk. I do like the English version of Love Talk. That's an exception. That's a for sure exception. But like the English version of like Bad Boy by Red Velvet, not by Big Bang. But like I don't like that. I don't like that one. I didn't like the NCT uh, English versions that they did. I said really long time ago when we got Card in the random game that I've heard the English version of Cards don't recall one time mm. and I will never forget it. Yeah. Like when I hear the Korean version, I like hear the English words now, mm-hmm. like, but not in a good way. <laughs> I would say for me, for the most part, um, I do tend to like the Korean versions more because like you said, it's what I'm used to, but I think it, there are several exceptions to that rule and that comes from which version did I hear first? I think that plays a huge part mm-hmm. in it because there are some like in particular with EXO yes. because EXO had XOK and XOM as we've said so many times obviously like their original discography was produced in both 
Mandarin and Korean. And there are some songs like the version of Baby Don't yes. Cry. I don't give a shit about the Korean version of I don't of listen Baby to the Korean cry. version of that. Mandarin I only. know the Mandarin version. Exactly. And so then like listening to the Korean version then sounds odd. Or on the flip side of that, uh, when Shiny released your number, that was originally a Japanese track. And, and later, we were with it. yeah, and it was phenomenal. They put out a music video and it was one of the only Japanese tracks that we were actually able to consume at the time. Right. Um, and it, I was like so obsessed with it. I listened to it all the time. I watched that music video all the time. And then several years later, when they released, I don't know if it was several it's years, Shiny but World a little four, while later, Shiny World 4 CD has a Korean version. Yes. Of they your put in. In a Korean version of your number and when and that is the version of it that I own me too because it's the only one I can exactly own. but it always throws me for a loop when it starts because the I expect it exactly because it's not the version that I'm familiar with right so like there are certain EXO songs that I prefer the Mandarin version of uh, your number of shiny is one in particular that I prefer the Japanese version of and I say prefer lightly as in like I'm simply more used to that version right. um, however I will say I agree with you in the sense that, like, I generally tend to not enjoy English versions of songs because I generally think that the English lyrics fall short. Yeah. Whether because they're grammatically incorrect or they're just not as creative as they could be. Or they don't syncopate as nicely. Or they don't, don't yeah, know. the rhythm doesn't fit, right? They are, like, sometimes they just translate the lyrics and they don't think about the way that it fits into the measure of the music and then it doesn't quite line up. But I will say, like, uh, there are some exceptions and that would be way... Davies, Love Talk yeah. is the one that I can really think of because for me, I bought the album. And so I originally was exposed to the Mandarin version, which I very much enjoy. And then they released the English version and the lyrics aren't total gibberish. They're um, dirty. And they're, they're dirty like, and they're sexy, but they fit the rhythm of the Mandarin yeah. exactly. They didn't change the number of syllables in each line. That's and that I think is the key is that if you're going to write a song in a different uh, language, you need to make sure that the lyrics have the same number of syllables so that the rhythm and syncopation is the same. And then it's less jarring and it's more enjoyable. That's just my own personal opinion. Yeah, totally. It, this just like reminds me, this is an aside. It's like, not a music thing, but I just, it's a phenomenon that like happened to me and I didn't know what to do with it, which was when we recently over Christmas break, you got me to watch a wavy reality show with yep. you mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it very much, but it was the first time in a very, very, very long time that I have watched a variety show like that, that a reality show that wasn't in Korean. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I felt like scared and lost because I couldn't read anything on the screen and I didn't understand anyone in any way. Mm -hmm. And I know like my Korean is not fluent in any way, but when I watch Korean stuff, I can at least look away for a second and I like understand people or I can like, especially with something with like a new group mm -hmm. where when people are talking and they put their little nameplate at the bottom, but I can't fucking read Mandarin. So that was yeah. not helping me with like learning so wavy names. So you couldn't learn their names because it wasn't I can't read Hunkle. it at all. So yeah. it like made me feel like totally. scared and lost in a way that like, I don't know what any of this language is. And it yeah. freaked me out. That's like when I first started watching, because uh, I think Kuntoria We Got Married is the first thing that I ever started yeah. to watch. And it took me so long to get used to all 
well, the text on the screen. And to get used to this idea that there would be so much text that I had no idea what any of it said. And you just sort of had to see past Ignore it, it yeah. or whatever. And so then, yeah, like getting not only getting used to that format, but then starting to learn the language and then suddenly seeing that same format in a completely different yes. language. You're like, oh, fuck. It just felt like I was in like a weird dream and I had yeah. forgotten how to read and like, oh no, yeah. I'm like trapped here in this totally. place. I don't understand anything. Yeah. And that last episode that we watched, I definitely have to rewatch because we were multitasking while we did it. And I obviously and then, don't speak Mandarin. Yeah, so so I, <laughs> I gathered none of it. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. Uh, again, if you ever want to send us a voicemail, 181-AMA-K-POP-5, we love hearing from you guys. And a reminder that next week is our 100th episode. Yes. So if you have anything to say about that and you want to leave a voicemail for our 100th episode, please do. Yeah. We will be counting down 100 things that we've learned since starting this podcast. So if you'd like to share with us, you know, one or two things that you love that you learned or were surprised to learn that would be really fun if we could just sort of compile yeah include y'all and and, and compile a few a few different you know nuggets of knowledge (laughs) that we've dropped along the way um we also have just uh we also now have a new spotify account yes um so you can find us ama k-pop that's it. That's, that's the, all. That's the, we're a username, right? So you, our mm-hmm. podcast episodes are on Spotify. On Where you own. find them already. Right. But if you also just look up AMA K-pop, we are a user and we have several, we have like 20 something public playlists that we've made that accompany um, our music based episodes. So if we've ever had an episode where we, uh, you know, deep dived into a group's discography, if we just ran down a list of our favorite duets or our solo artists or whatever the case may be, there is a playlist that accompanies it. Think of it as a soundtrack to our podcast. Um, And there's a couple bonus playlists on there too. There's like a morning playlist and some B-side playlists that we just threw in there for fun. Um, So check that out. There's a lot of music on there. We also, we fully discovered as a wreck, if you don't know where to start, that our 2018 playlist, our 2018, not 2019. Yes, our 2018 play- favorite. perfect. Oh, it's excellent. It's perfect. It is an not excellent Not to toot our horns, playlist. but it's pretty toot, toot. good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, we'll be right back with our random game. All right, we're back. And today I had not properly um, organized my spreadsheet and the random number generator picked EXO. But since we've done a deep dive on EXO, then it's not fair to make them a random game group. So I just went next one down in the column. And wouldn't you guess? It was CBX. EXO CBX. Because it's an alphabetical list. (laughs) Yay! I'm so excited! This is in honor of my sweet Kim Jong-bae. I'd like to thank your banging for bringing us a second generation of yes. your gorgeous angel face. let idols bang and make babies. Yay! <laughs> okay, so we talked about them a lot in our subunits episode years ago, if you want to go back. Yes, but so feel free, more detailed information in that episode. But the basic gist you need to know is that XOCBX is a subunit of EXO. It is the first subunit of EXO that ever debuted. It is made up of Chen, Baekhyun, and Shumin, a.k.a. Jongdae, Baekhyun, and Minsook. But they make <laughs> Chen Baekshi is what the CBX is. Yes, exactly. Um, both Chen and Shumin were members of XOM originally, and Baekhyun was a member of XOM. 
okay. Um, but obviously they're all in XO and they came together. They debuted in 20, what, 16? Yes. On 2016 Halloween. on Halloween, they debuted. They originally came out, um, as we go into in our subunit episode, they came out with an OST first. It's beautiful. Highly recommend it. <laughs> um, and then they came out with their mini album, which was called Hey Mama. Yes. Yeah, so they've done three EPs, Hey Mama, uh, a Japanese one called Girls. And then in 2018, they put out Blooming Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of that 2018 playlist that we talked about before the break, there were blooming two Blooming Days songs on there, if not yeah. three. The entire Blooming Days <laughs> album is excellent. I highly recommend it. It's great. Chen Bekshi is great. I hope sincerely that we get to see more from them. And I think that we will because I feel like all military enlistments do is like guarantee subunit activity. Totally. And I don't see Chen or Schumann leaving EXO anytime soon because I truly think that they just like quietly enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and obviously Beckham's not going anywhere because he's a fame whore. Um, but uh, I, I guess And I the leader of Super whore. M. He has so uh, much to do. I know. He's so so busy. Um, but I say all the time that the XOCBX is the best part of EXO. Um, and I make no apologies for that statement because they are what got me into EXO. I was a fan of CBX before I was a fan of EXO. Um, and so I'm I'm like so tickled that we got this group. I, I know, literally, this is my very favorite exciting. random. This is my favorite random game group of all time. This is very exciting. So let's just get into it. Um, so their most popular music video at this time is their, de- their debut music video, Hey Mama, which we brought up in our music video episode as a great music video. Because it is a great music video. It's a great music video, and we're going to watch it right now. Here we go. It's been a while since I've watched this one. I love this music video. It's like a fun. Yeah. Baekhyun is like a soldier on the roof. Yes, and so basically the premise of this music video is sort of like Cold War era. Chen and Schumann are working boring, tired desk jobs, and above them is Baekhyun as like a soldier, and he basically breaks them out of their humdrum lives. But they have glasses. But they wear these gorgeous glasses and suits and vests. And he's flower uh, showering him. He's flower showering them. Hey, mama. The choreo in this is great. They do a perfect shiny ending at the end. Suits. Hey, mama. They are dancing in suits. You know, we have to talk about suits. They have guns now They're for some suits reason. Because it's Cold War. They're taking over. And then they go and they take over the news, which is like retro style newscaster with old timey microphones and cameras. Their backup dancers have good suspenders. Yo! I love this set piece where they're in the weird disco. That can look so hot in that denim outfit. Yeah, Minsook or Schumann has like greenish hair. Beckin's hair is like red and permed and perfect. Yeah. Chen has one of those, has like an undercut that's very short mm-hmm. on the sides and piled yeah. on the top. And Which just, really like, does a lot to accentuate his ears. It does. <laughs> but not, also, in a bad way. not in a bad way. And it does a lot to accentuate the very angular, like rectangularness of his face. Yes. Oh, I love the choreo to this so much. That red hair was a really good look on Beckin. He's very sexy in this. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, oh, now they're cheersing whoa, with all the soldiers. Whoa, whoa. Ooh, 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 
They're playing music. They're living. They're having a great time. Yeah, they like liberate other people too. You know Jongdae's having a good time because his hair's kind of messy. <laughs> they smushed it up. Everybody put, put your, your hands, hands up. up. Now, now one, two, three. Every, Every day, day is a party day. day. It's a party day. It's a party day. Sing it, Chen. Oh, now they're throwing paint and petals and smoke and having ooh, a great time. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, yes. They're dancing really hard. Are those shiny your number suits? <laughs> they certainly look like it. The SM closet is a real thing. Ooh, yes! yes! Oh, XOCBX. E X O C B X. That was Yay! Great. We okay. Do you have a recommendation of any kind? I know we've like probably recommended a few things in this episode. Yeah, I highly recommend any of. Um, I do highly recommend any of only one of choreography practices. There aren't that many, and they're all very impressive to me. <laughs> um, but inspired by the random game, mm-hmm. I will say that my, my official recommendation is the M Countdown performance of The One okay. by XOCBX. And I recommend that because if you've never listened to their music, um, the Blooming Days album is like very cohesive. Their original debut EP, Hey Mama, has like a little bit more variety in it, I would say. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it's like disco and it's funky and I, it's kind of cheesy and I really love it. Um, but there's this one song on it called The One, which when you just listen to it, sounds totally bananas. It sounds like the craziest fucking Frankenstein song you've ever heard. And yeah. it's like all over the place. But I recommend the M Countdown performance of it because as a performance, it makes way more sense. A. B, it's like delightful. They do at a certain point, they do this great call out to the original EXO like wolf tree. Yeah. Um, and C, Baekhyun looks so fine, so fine in his red hair, so fine with his like weird mismatching like PJ pants that he's wearing on it. And like that was, I think, one of the first moments where I and this was like I said, CBX is what got me into EXO. Right. And you were saying that you like have always, you like at the beginning sort of disliked oh I didn't care for a long time yeah for a long time and I like have always been sort of apathetic about him but he like has always been a little bit fine to me because because of CBX and he's 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 looking good in that M countdown performance so that's what I recommend I love that um on a similar note I'm worried this will be like really old news by the time this episode comes out but I'm particularly tickled by it um if you haven't heard uh 2 p.m is like being rediscovered by the youth of Korea right now as they deserve to be as they deserve to be I believe that it can be traced back to Monster X did a fan meet like a pajama party fan meet kind of thing and they did a cover of my house, which was two p- one of the last things 2PM did before they all went away. <clears throat> and because of that, 
their music video like got an extra like started getting like extra millions mm. of views like I don't know they and their songs were trending again and so JYP released a performance of my house from one of their concerts that they'd never released before on V Live to like keep the momentum going so I guess my recommendation is that is to go look at that like new not new at all 2 p.m. performance of my house because I really like this energy and I want to keep it going because Wu Young, by the time you hear this episode, Wu Young will be like out of the military in like two weeks. And I can't, we were saying the other night that like it feels, it's been, it feels like it's been so long that like 2 p.m. doesn't feel real to me anymore. They don't feel real to me anymore either because the last album came out in 2015. Yeah. And that was like a, th- that was a thousand years ago. So, it was a different lifetime ago. Yeah. So I'm just excited to have 2 p.m. back. So I want to keep encouraging this, like everyone deciding that 2 p.m. is new because we got to keep that 2 PM energy is, for them. is cool and hip and worth paying attention to. Because they it. are cool they and are. hip and worth paying attention to. <laughs> Um, all right, that's it for this week. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can find us at AMA K-pop Pod on Twitter and Instagram, AMA K-pop Pod at gmail.com. Give us a call, 181-AMA-K-POP-5. Um, AMA K-pop Podcast on YouTube. Ask me about K-pop the podcast on YouTube. AMA K-pop on Spotify for mm-hmm. our playlists. Rate, review, subscribe, send us a message about our 100th episode, all those things. And we will see you next week for the 100th episode of our podcast. Ah! Okay, love you. Bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. I do love the love. I have seen the love The trouble with love is. Oh, that's a. It doesn't tear you up inside. I think that it probably does. I bet it. I bet it is. <laughs>